that tonight's show is an adult show. So if you're easily offended, <laughs> fuck you. Now, sit back, relax, and make some noise. I said, make some noise. And please welcome your hostess. The sensational Miss K.Y. Kelly. Hi guys, welcome to episode two of my weekly podcast, Behind the Queens, with me, K.Y. Kelly. Coming up on today's show, I'll be catching up with my drag mother, the sensational tattooed goddess that is Miss Thunderpussy, as well as having loads more fun and frolics as I read out your hilarious stories in KY's Confessions. So stay tuned. So here we are, episode two. Can I just start off by saying a huge thank you to everyone that listens to the first episode. It's had an amazing response and I've had some fabulous feedback. So thanks, guys. Some of the messages I had actually was that uh, your voice sounds different on that podcast, probably due to the lack of booze and fags. So, uh, Theon, I am sat here with a large glass of wine as I record this. <laughs> Number two, I had uh, Lee Welshman message me saying it was nice to hear a bit of a softer side of you because, uh, as most of you know, I am a bit of a savage bitch in the show. So I'm going to try and bring a little bit of the KY sass today. And uh, yeah, a lot of you were saying that you felt the episode ended a bit too soon. And I wasn't really sure how long I should make it. You know, I didn't want it to be too long where people switched off. But I am going to make this episode a little bit longer for you today. So uh, I hope you enjoy. Now, I don't know about you, but this current situation that we're in has absolutely made me have a different outlook on life. And I really do think it's going to change me as a person and maybe a few more of you. Certainly going from, you know, working so much up and down the country doing gigs to now having my work stripped away from me, you know, has made me even more grateful than I was already to, you know, be doing a job I love and fingers crossed we'll be back to doing that very soon. But, you know, silly things, for example, like the weekly shop. I don't know about you, but me and Matt get into argument after argument about this practically every week. We can put together a little list of what meals we're going to have throughout the week, do the shop, and then we've got everything in. But uh, for instance, by the time it gets to Wednesday, whatever's on that list, I actually might not fancy what's on the list. So then I'm running out to the shop, getting other bits and bobs. But, you know, because you can't at the minute and you do have to just one person go out, do the weekly shop, plan what you're going to have... I'm actually coping all right with that. So I thought, well, that's something I can take forward with me. But my main thing in the future definitely is to make more time for my friends. If this lockdown situation has taught me anything, is that really? You know, I've had the time to text people back, phone them, have a little bit of a FaceTime with them. And um, yeah, being on a different time scale normally to my friends who do the bog standard nine till five, you know, it's sometimes difficult to catch up or, you know, grab a phone call. But it really has made me realise that how much I miss that. But yeah, absolutely. 
make more time for your friends ky now i've had loads of people messaging me asking will i be joining all the other amazing queens who have been lighting up the internet with their fabulous facebook live shows but unfortunately the answer to that is no and the reason why is if you follow me on my socials you will see i have decided to grow out my beard while i'm off work and then when i get the nod to go back to work and i shave it off i will be raising money for the nhs who may i say are doing an absolutely amazing amazing job working tirelessly on the front line you know big shout out to anyone who works for the nhs and don't forget guys every thursday night at 8 p.m we'll be standing on our doors whooping cheering clapping banging those pots and pans in appreciation for anyone who works for the nhs so yeah in answer to that question unfortunately not guys because i don't think ky would look good as the bearded lady <laughs> Now, I don't know about you, but my body clock is absolutely fucked at the minute. I am waking up about 6.30, 7am every morning. I did not even know there was two 6.30s in one day. And I am trying my hardest to be really good and not to, you know, pick a picky bits and stuff throughout the day. Trying to just have three sensible meals a day. But well, when I say sensible, this is me we're talking about. But I'm trying not to pick at all the junk. And uh, I saw someone put on Facebook the other day, This I thought this was genius. They said, um, I swear I've just opened the fridge and the fridge replied to me, what the fuck do you want this time? I thought, yes! <laughs> I'm sure we can all relate to that at the minute. So what have you guys been up to to occupy your time? Last week, I did say that I'd been joining in with the Joe Wicks morning workout. Now, I have had to give that up. <laughs> Let's face it, this body was not made for physical activity, was it? Honestly, I was aching like a bitch for days. I don't know what was stiffer, my body or my dick at the thought of him doing that workout. He is so damn sexy. He definitely needs to do a gay version, doesn't he, with his top off and stuff. Uh, maybe I'll join in with that one. <laughs> But I don't know about you, I actually think I am on the verge of becoming an alcoholic. I'm drinking every bloody night. I kid you not, it gets to 5pm, I pour a glass of wine, sit down for the daily brief from Downing Street. And you know, looking on Facebook, I think this is becoming a regular occurrence for a lot of us. But I did hear someone in the shop the other day when I went for the weekly shop... This woman was like, uh, apparently hand sanitizer has got 70% alcohol in, so I'm scrapping that and just drinking alcohol, so I should be safe. So I thought, amen, sister, I'm just going to do that. So Matt is still attempting to learn the keyboard. Last week, he was trying to learn Louis Capaldi, but could only do the bloody intro. This week, he has now moved on to Mamma Mia. He actually asked me to sing along with him the other day, and I tried with all my might, but it was so bloody slow the way he was playing, and he definitely couldn't find the key. Honestly, I must have sounded like I was trying to do a Vicky Vivacious impression. <laughs> Sorry, girl, if you are listening, love you really. <laughs> But now, this morning, he has moved on to bloody Christmas songs. He was trying to play, Tis the season to be jolly, fa la 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 <laughs> I had to laugh to myself. So I actually thought, Christ, the way we're going in this lockdown, it probably will be Christmas before we're out. But talking of things to occupy your time, there is this new app called House Party. It's a great way of getting together with your mates and having a good old video chat. You can keep the conversation open so other people can join, or you can 
lock it and keep it private. And this is where my friend Christian got caught short. He said he was chatting to a friend of his and uh, flirting and, you know, trying it on a little bit, knowing Christian up to no bloody good. And uh, because he forgot to press the lock button, his mother appeared in the conversation. <laughs> Love it. So it is now time for my review of the week. Each week I have decided to review a new TV show. My first pick is the new extraordinary dating show on Channel 4 called Five Guys a Week. I mean, from the name alone, I was sold. Five guys a week? Christ, you can only imagine in this current situation, can't you? With lockdown and social bloody distancing. I mean, it comes to something, doesn't it? When gay men are having to shag their own husbands at the minute because you can't get a grinder hookup. Anyway, Five Guys a Week is a new dating show where one single lady moves five guys into her home for the week. Each day she eliminates one until she is left with the one she wants to date. Now, the episode I watched was right up my street. Single Lady Hope, all the way from Manchester, bit like me, has a bit of a fetish for ginger men. Now, anyone who knows me knows I love a good ginger. It is renowned that ginger men have got massive, massive, massive dicks. Mm-hmm, girl. But on the flip side, if there's any ginger ladies listening, please let me pass on this vital piece of information. Never, ever, 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 ever ever have a Brazilian because it will end up looking like a fish finger and believe me you do not want your partner reaching for the tartar sauce instead of the lubrication because that will sting like a bitch been there done that got the t-shirt and unfortunately the rash that went with it so anyway back to the show these five gingers turn up to try and win a place in hope's heart and impress her and her mum janet which may i add is absolutely fucking hilarious first through the door is stephen a bisexual student from manchester then the party really gets going ryan enters fit as fuck Beautiful ginger beard. Believe me, I would let that motherfucker give me stubble rash on my arsehole. Up next is Daryl. Not really my type. And in fact, he's the least ginger out of all five. Up next is Matt from Wales. Gorgeous rugby player build. And, uh, you know, I love a man with an accent. Irish, Geordie, Welsh. But, you know, talking of the Welsh accent, I always find anything they say just sounds funny. But they do sound thick as fuck, don't they? It's like... Whose coat is that jacket? And I'll be there now in a minute. Now, I do apologise. As you can see, I don't do accents or impressions very well. <laughs> Mind you, neither does Charlie Hydes, but uh, she still managed to get on Drag Race, didn't she? <laughs> and finally, through the door, is Paul from Liverpool. He is just like, well, watching paint dry, really. So that's all you can say about him. It's a camp bit of fun and a good watch. I definitely like the bit when it got awkward as fuck when the boys had to meet Hope's family and all her brothers. <laughs> I don't want to give away any spoilers. Give it a watch. I'd rate it five out of five. Now, this week's guest, I have the honour of calling my drag mother. She helped me out so much when I was first starting drag, gave me some fabulous advice and still does to this day. She has had an amazing career spanning over 23 years. But unfortunately, she has hung up her heels now and is loving retirement out in Spain. So please welcome the iconic Miss Thunderpussy. 
Hello, love. <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How's life treating you? Um, it's interesting. Uh, the thing is, this uh, I'm watching sort of what's going on in the UK with sort of their version of the lockdown and then I see sort of what's happening here in Spain and it's I mean this really is a lockdown this is like house arrest <laughs> we've got yeah sort of the the local police the military police all sort of uh they've got checkpoints everywhere and if there's more than one person in a car at any one time it's an instant 300 euro fine um yeah it's like our supermarkets are full, though. So <laughs> yeah, that's the main thing. See, I noticed your post the other day on Facebook actually regarding the supermarkets and stuff. And uh, I personally feel that in the UK we should have such a strict lockdown as you're in because I just think we might have a chance of beating this a little bit quicker. Because while it's not so strict here, you know, you're always going to have the dickheads who are just, oh, that doesn't apply to me. I can still go out and socialize and hang out with my 12 mates have a barbecue on the field whatever you know but um i quite like that is um i was speaking to some of the girls in gran canaria are you the same now that you can go out for your weekly shop but you can't go past 3 p.m uh, no we can go the supermarkets are open as normal uh it's just the fact that we are very strongly encouraged to only go and do a shop once a week. They only allow about 30 people in a supermarket at a time. Uh, there's, it's all masks and gloves. Even though you're wearing gloves, you have to, they, there's somebody stood at the front door with a big pump of antibacterial hand gel. All right. Uh, and, and sort of making sure that you're sort of clean and all masked up and everything before you even go in the supermarket. It's just super strict. It's just a different mentality over here. Yeah. Um, that there is a different sort of respect, which is, I think, predominantly based on fear uh, in Spain when it comes <laughs> to, like, the police and stuff, where, you know, the the people in the, you know, you see some of the videos and stuff of the youngsters in the UK and they're sort of, like, spitting at the coppers and stuff like that. I mean, if that happened here, they'd quite happily just beat them down to the ground with some truncheons until they were just, yes. you know, not, not a lot left of them. It's just, it's a different mentality. It's a different level of respect for the for the authorities. I mean, there was no question when the the lockdown was done here there was none of this sort of people still going out and doing stuff the day that the lockdown started in spain that was it everybody just stayed in i mean the the entire country is like a ghost town it's just yeah. so weird so um i was asking people like questions that they'd like me to ask you and stuff and i've got my own as well um, okay. People wanted to touch on obviously i've always called you my drag mother uh always been an inspiration to me when i first started you helped me out no end give me great advice still do now like when i was discussing this podcast with you i remember one of the yeah. pointers in the message you did put do not second guess yourself lady this is good i'm proud of you because i am and like people who know me and yourself i really do second guess myself i'm oh, always that I, 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 that I know that about you it's just yeah. you are just the worst for it but i do tend to find the people that are genuinely talented as in they don't have to try too hard to do what they do are the ones that actually second guess themselves the ones that blag it and manage to sort of just get through life knowing the fact that they're actually not as good as they're trying to make out are the ones that seem to have bulletproof confidence you yeah. you, you really just need you, you've you've naturally got it otherwise you wouldn't be doing what you're doing so that's why i said to you don't second guess yourself because i know what you're like as soon as you put this out you're gonna like is it any good is it shit they're gonna like it they're gonna hate it uh, and it's that's that, why it's... i felt the need to put on on the night i posted it friday i was like um 
right, this is my first ever podcast, a little bit rough around the edges, whereas really I, I didn't need to put that, but I felt like people can be such savage bastards on social media. I know, but, I was like, but touch wood. You don't need to second guess yourself. Thanks. This is going to be great. So uh, going back, we sort of first become really good friends as in when I was going to take over you from Thompson's when you announced you were leaving your Thursday yeah. nights. Um, right. Unfortunately, that didn't work out, but I ended up working in Thompson's uh, during the Sunday nights and stuff. And uh, Hubby's made you a couple of costumes and stuff like that. Yeah. So that I just uh, always, you're my go-to, well, literally drag mother if i've got a problem i'm again second guessing or something because you've had such an amazing career and i always remember one thing that always sticks out in my mind of you saying to me are you in it for the purse or the fame and that's something like it took me ages to get my head around that and now that i've been doing it a fair few years i'm uh, i'm now definitely i'm in it for the love but I'm definitely in it for the money because there's a lot of bullshit yeah. that comes with this job, isn't there? Yeah. And I don't know about you, I found that I can hide behind the wig and the makeup and you've got KY Kelly or you've got Anthony, two different people. And that's actually something, some of the notes that I had from people messaging in after the first episode went out was that, oh, it was nice to see a bit of a softer side to you and stuff. Cause on stage you can be like a sassy, savage bitch, can't you? And stuff. Yeah. But, uh, for number one, I didn't want to come across like that in the first episode. But, uh, <laughs> oh God, wait, wait, episode 20, Jesus yeah. Christ, it'll be, <laughs> be a bitch fest. Exactly. Um, but also, that's not what I wanted this to be about. I wanted to, you know, just like uh, get to know the queens as such, you know, what the audience don't get to see when we're performing a show for them as such, you know. I was kind of worried about that, though, because... Uh, it's like on my my Facebook page, I've got like I don't know eight and a half thousand sort of uh, people that are on my Thunder Pussy page, and it's there are just so many people that have never met Scott behind Thunder Pussy, and, and they don't know any different. And I think the thing is, after sort of like watching one of my shows, and even just chatting to me like during the break, during a show, or afterwards, I'm still Thunder Pussy because I don't know how to switch her off when I've got that wig on my head. As yeah, much when you got the slap on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As much as I want to try and be just a normal human being, I just can't help myself or be serious for a minute. And <laughs> and the problem is, is that when you take it all off and then you kind of like meet people later on, they're almost a bit disappointed. <laughs> they're a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, bring Thunder Pussy back. It's, she had a personality. It's, <laughs> I love it. It's just really, really weird how. You know me as Scott and the fact that I'm quite deep and I can be quite serious and political and just um, and always giving advice on stuff and quite a logical, methodical thinker. But the thing is, that's people said to me before, oh, why don't you just go on stage and just do like a show as you? And it's like, because the audience would leave five minutes into it. Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't find that entertaining. No. Would so, yeah. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> So we're going to do a little quick fire rounds now. Just I'm going to fire little questions at you. There's no right or wrong answer. You just answer the first one that comes into your head. So okay, do, I, do I win a tease made? Do you win what? Do I win a tease made? Uh, no, what you're going to win is another six days in isolation. Okay. Oh, fucking marvellous. <laughs> <laughs> I said we're getting all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So number one, bath or shower? Shower. Number two, hugs or kisses? 
Kisses. Number three, winter or summer? Summer. Number four, cats or dogs? Dogs. Number five, call or text? Text. Number six, truth or dare? <laughs> truth. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, brave, brave. <laughs> Number seven, I think we all know the answer to this one. Tattoos or piercings? Ooh, let's have a think about that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am partial to the odd tattoo. Never. <laughs> Number eight, saver or spender? Uh, saver. Okay. Number nine, spicy or mild? Mild. And number ten, fruit or veg? Fruit. Okay, okay. Well, did now, did I'll... any of those surprise you? <laughs> uh, the text made me laugh, because obviously I can text you and you might get a reply next month. You can imagine what it was like calling me. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Um, on the subject of food, I love to do this with everyone I meet, you know, if you're having questions. And believe me, if I was single and I went speed dating, this would definitely be my go-to question. Okay. So, if we were on death row and we could have our final meal, you can have a starter of your choice, a main course of your choice, a dessert of your choice, and a drink of your choice. What would you have? Go. Oh my god, there's just there's just so much choice. Me and food have such a bad relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> uh, starter would be fried camembert uh, nice. with some kind of red currant. Anything that's greasy and deep fried is good for me. Main course. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm so I'm I'm sort of veggie vegan, so uh, now, now I've answered cheese for the for the starter, I suppose. Main course, uh, let's I don't know chickpea curry. It's not very exciting, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> and dessert would be any form of cheesecake, and you can make some really nice vegan cheesecakes before anybody writes in. <laughs> <laughs> and your drink. Well, as you know, I'm teetotal, uh, yeah. but uh, on this particular occasion, if I was on death row, fuck it, I'd have a whiskey. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I think mine would be starter. I'm going to go really old school, quite chavtastic here. I'm going to have either breaded mushrooms with garlic dip. Or, right. You know when you can get those garlic mushrooms on a sizzle platter? Yes. Oh, love you can tell I've really thought about this, haven't you? Anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, main course would be a carvery, but it has to be a carvery that serves lamb because you don't okay. Right. And then for dessert, I'm going back to my school days. I want treacle sponge, but I would like it with ice cream on top so it all melts over it. I was like, yes. And uh, for my drink, again, if we're on death row, I don't just want a double. I want a quadruple vodka with Diet Coke, you know, just to make me feel not so good. <laughs> right. <laughs> it might take the edge off the fear of fucking dying. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't think that food is much of a stretch. I think as long as death row is next to a Toby Carvery, you'll be fine. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Now, I probed Thunder Pussy quite a lot, but I think she needs a little bit more probing. It is time to get to know your queen. Yay! So, number one, what got you into drag? I was a holiday rep back in the early 90s in Gran Canaria. And, uh, Good I old Gran Canaria. The, yeah, <laughs> there, there, there was uh, about, about 60 of us in our company. 
um, and I was uh, the only gay rep out of all of them. And every time, what? I know, I know, <laughs> I, I could have landed any more unlucky if I tried. They were all shagging like rabbits, <laughs> and and I was so young and naive. And at that point, I don't even really think I knew what gay was. It was, and I didn't even know that there was a gay scene on the island of Gran Canaria for the first year because I was stationed in Puerto Rico. Nobody told me about it. So. <laughs> you you definitely know now, though, don't you? Oh, I made up for it, baby. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, so uh, when there was uh, reps cabarets and stuff, I just used to, uh, they'd always be, if there was any kind of cross-dressing bit to do, they were like, I'll give it to Scott <laughs> because, you know, not being sort of stereotyped or anything, but being the gay rep, they were like, yeah, he'll do it. And it just went from there, really. I just realised that this kind of really sassy personality came out whenever I stuck a wig and a dress on. So that's where it all started. Do you find as well, looking back on old photos of you, because obviously your tattoos have developed throughout the years, same as me now, I've got the sleeves going on. Yeah. Um, when you see a picture of yourself without certain tattoos, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, really, really strange. And it's just, and, and the other thing for me as well is that my my weight has fluctuated so much during my oh. career. So, so especially sort of after like my mum died, that was when sort of uh, I went, sort of quite dark and deep and a bit depressed and just ate my feelings and and saw some of the photos of me with that where I just kind of bloomed. You know, just going back there when you said obviously unfortunately when your mum passed away and then you were eating your feelings and stuff. Yeah. Um, I actually say that myself. I eat my feelings. I can eat if I'm bored. I will eat if I'm depressed or generally just eat. But I think that's the thing, the seriousness. And in my show, always it's the beginning thing i always say i'm the fat but fabulous drag queen because i feel like i can say it and uh, i'm gonna say it before you lot say it yeah but sometimes i think people forget uh yes we're a drag queen and stuff but we're also human beings with feelings and it's not nice to hear that is it it's just it's just the relationship you know that pe people have a different itch in life whether that is drugs, alcohol, smoking, food, sex, a combination of all of it, whatever it happens to be, gambling. Sometimes when we're just not feeling great, we're just not feeling right, that sometimes, you know, we just need to scratch that itch. Um, and that's why sometimes people are like, I need a fag, I'm stressed. Oh, I can't wait to get home after this shift and have a drink. And it's just, uh, and, and for me, it's always been food. It sounds like that's been something that you battled with as well i think the problem is that as entertainers and as clowns we self-deprecate quite a lot because we want to get the punch in before anybody else does so we, we've taken yeah. away that ammunition but you are right the problem is is that when you spend so much of your career saying i'm this i'm that and then somebody else says it to you it's like no whoa whoa hang on it, it's all right for me to say it because yeah. i'm saying that myself but you, you can't just come up to me and say yeah you really are fat yeah <laughs> What advice would you give to any up and coming queens? Um, I've right, okay. Uh, my number one rule is do not take it all too seriously. Uh, yeah. Number three, make sure that you can fucking entertain the crowd. We've just mm -hmm. ended up with this whole sort of generation of sort of baby queens that uh, they look amazing. I mean, uh, I'm so jealous of 
their hair and their makeup and the clothes that they're wearing and just how beautiful they look. And, and I'll quite openly say, yes, you know, I am a jealous bitch when it comes to looking at some of these queens. They are absolutely stunning. But that's not going to make a career. And, and that is my biggest thing. It actually doesn't matter what you look like. The look will evolve, as we've just mentioned. But the, the main thing, one reason why I've had a 23-year career is because I've been able to entertain. Admittedly, it may have been the same old shit for at least the last seven years of that career. But <laughs> it's uh, but glossing over that, as long as you can entertain a crowd, that's really all that matters. That's probably my biggest advice. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Now, you have been lucky enough to perform in so many of the most iconic venues on the cabaret circuit. Yeah. Over the 23 years you have been performing, do you have a special or a favourite venue that you've really loved performing at? Uh, do you know, there are those venues that I do genuinely love. And, and if we're talking about sort of specific gay venues, there are some that just, as you know, have really good sound and they've got really good light. Yeah. There are certain venues that have got it just right. And for me, it was always about sound. I, d I don't really care where I get changed as long as it's not like next to a urinal or something. But it's... Uh... But we have done that. Before. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, but, but after my years in Grand Canaria, I was used to being crouched down by urinals, so it was no major problem. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, there's just... I, there were just loads of different venues across the UK that I've just absolutely loved. You know, the Queen's Arms in Brighton, uh, the Two Brewers in London, the Dover Castle in Leicester, Eagle in Manchester, Veer in Manchester. Do you know, probably some of my favourite venues I've done have equally been nothing to do with the sounds where I've perhaps turned up with my own sound system and it might be one of the shittiest working men's clubs in the <laughs> back end of our soul of nowhere that has just been one of those gigs of delight where people hang on every word they get involved they're polite they're not rude everybody dances everybody laughs uh, and sometimes it's not about the venue sometimes it's just about that gig that you just you just turn up to now where did you come up with your drag name miss tiara thunderpussy well my first drag name actually was given to me by sandra believe it or not okay, okay. So it was when i was uh living in grand canaria it would have been about 1998 i think 1997, 1998, uh, she came over with a load of other queens, Titula Camp and uh, just some queens that aren't even alive now. Uh, Sassy Striker, I think Dave Lynn was there. It was it was all the the old guard of uh, sort of the, the London drag circuit were over there doing this, this huge show over there for the opening of this gay venue. And uh, that's when I met Sandra and took her shoe shopping in Grand Canary, which I will never, ever forget that experience. I took her into this... <laughs> shop in San Fernando and she was just walking around the shoe shop in heels being Sandra while the, the <laughs> girls stood there going what the fuck is this uh, and I said to Sandra I always want to do drag and, and you know that was sort of I, I've been doing bits little bits of shows and things like that when I was a rep and stuff uh, and she said uh, do you know what I'm going to give your name Miss Monica Hoopold that is what you were going to be called in it and so Monica <laughs> Monica Hoopole was my very first drag name and I was her for, for many years but then I came back to live in the UK um, and I just needed to change things up and everything and I just came up with a name where I thought nobody else is going to have it uh, and so I came up with Miss Tiara Thunderpussy. Um, you just mentioned Sandra there yeah. and a whole load of other different queens. I wanted to do a little quick game with you of Snog, Marry, or avoid. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
because obviously working on the cabaret circuit for over 23 years, you know everyone now. So, snog, marry, avoid, and the three names I'm going to pick are Sandra, Miss Penny, and Mary Mack. Okay, I would... <laughs> Jesus Christ, is that is that my only choice? Is that all I get? No, <laughs> that's all you're getting. <laughs> I would uh, snog Mary Mack. I would marry Penny. <laughs> okay, and... <Good> look. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I would uh, avoid Sandra, but that's only because I she is more frictioner than a second-hand dartboard. <laughs> uh, yeah. See, now mine, I would dog Mary Mac. Yeah. I would actually marry Sandra only because <laughs> if it was an open relationship, because she could bring loads of dick home. <laughs> and let's face it, I wouldn't want to be kissing her because it's bad enough sharing a mic with her, and I don't want to get chlamydia of the throat again believe no, me <laughs> and um, only because of the accent now i'm from the midlands but penny's accent is very broad but she even says that in her show and it creases me <laughs> says about that. if that was a porno can you imagine like a real birmingham accent like, <laughs> i think that's why there's been no broomy pornos Now, you write a lot of your own comedy parodies. Do you have a particular favourite that you've written over the years? Do you know, I think my... It was probably the last one that I wrote, actually, and it's just because it was... I just used to love the look of the audience's face. It was nothing to do with the actual song itself. It was just seeing the... People didn't know whether to be laugh, sick, uh, and it, it was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it was Katy Perry Raw that I wrote. Okay. And it was just because, where, if you haven't heard it, guys, <laughs> look for it on YouTube. It was just, yeah. if when I did that in the venue for the first time, people just didn't know how to react to it. And I've always been one of those queens where I really love uncomfortable silences and awkwardness and just things that don't necessarily <laughs> make sense. <laughs> um, I'm going to set you a little challenge. I didn't tell you about this when we okay. spoke on the phone. Now, you do, and you are iconic for the sit-down challenge in your show. Yeah. Everyone loves it. Now, uh, just to make sure I don't explain it wrong, you explain it to the listeners now. Okay. It was the... I had the backing track to Sit Down by James, uh, the group from the 90s. And uh, I asked the audience, I have five different categories. Uh, one is famous people, uh, somewhere in the world, an item of food, something I would be doing, and a shop, restaurant, supermarket, or business. And then I get the audience to shout out different suggestions. And then we just randomly pick one for each. Although there have been a lot of times where they've cheered for something equally, and I've ended up with eight or nine different fucking things in the song. Uh, and I have <laughs> three minutes and 53 seconds to make up a silly story, but make sure that the words that they give me rhyme somewhere within that story and then I just sing the chorus as normal so that's sort of the premise of it I love it and the audience go wild for it and they're like I just don't know how you remember the things that they've shouted out and to get them in and to get them to rhyme it's genius but I was wondering if you would give me a very quick verse and a chorus obviously not the whole song but if I gave you three things to get in and obviously keeping it topical of course I would like you to get in coronavirus (laughs) right (laughs) <laughs> isolation right and uh lockdown right <laughs> okay <Yeah. laughs> 
know, we like to keep it topical for the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> the so thing is, if I was doing the show now and people were still allowed in pubs, this is exactly the kind of shit that would be shouted out. You know that, don't you? Exactly, exactly. So it goes, uh, sing myself to sleep alone in the darkest hours. I like touching sheep, but I'll do it when I'm alone. I was on a lovely date with a lady called Miley Cyrus. She didn't turn up that day. She'd got the coronavirus. <laughs> I to WhatsApp her and do some masturbation. It turns out we had to stay apart because of isolation. I'll sit down. I'll sit down and wait for the course to go. What, what was the last <laughs> uh, Lockdown, lockdown. Okay. Um... Miley is a dirty bitch and she says she's into brown. I've said that I'm not the kind of girl, so we had a lockdown. Yay! Sort of... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Love, love, love it. What did make you decide to retire and uh, what is next for you? I think I just got to a point where um see you and I were kind of very different because when you sort of started KY you were already with the hubby so it was for you it was a case of and you were an entertainer anyway that was that was part of your DNA and sort of what you'd done and 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 so I think it was just um for me it was very different Thunder Pussy was as been with me in drag for such a long time and I've always maintained and I still maintain that the drag life is uh, better suited towards the single life and I think that's just because the amount of traveling that we have to do and the amount of honesty and trust and 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 the insecurities and just everything that goes with it and also the fact that because of the amount of money that we earn in that particular form of entertainment for some partners that I have had in the past, they've actually found it quite difficult. That uh, it's it's not a competition, but I think that they just kind of look more. Well, you're earning that much, but I'm earning this much, and it's just. And I think it was just a whole load of different obstacles. Uh, and I think that when I met Ryan, we just, uh, you know, I genuinely found my soulmate, which is such an easy cliche thing to say. But just the more time that we kind of spent with each other sort of doing the traveling and sort of being center of attention and just wanting to actually be Thunder Pussy just became less important and home life became even more important. Hence the reason why as soon as we kind of got together, I never stopped away in hotels, which as you know, that can be such a large portion of your life sort of doing drag. Yeah, yeah. We spend more time in motorway service stations, petrol stations, travel lines, travel lodges and on people's sofas than anything else. And it's just because the distance that we have to travel to maintain our diary being full. I didn't fall out of love with drag. It's just that my life kind of changed. And the final nail in the coffin for me was when uh, my mum passed away uh, just coming up to three years ago now and it just made me prioritise and look at my life and think that I wanted to look at doing different things. And talking of going on to do other things, you've set up an amazing photography company, haven't you? You are a wedding photographer. You do all sorts now. So tell us a bit about that. So I started the wedding photography uh, not long after we got married, actually. And I think it was just because it just got... I am naturally a very creative person. That's just part of who I am. And I suppose drag lent 
very well to that. Uh, and I suppose that I, I started looking at the photography. I did some training and then I started doing weddings and, and, and just made an incredibly good career. And that was actually going to be my retirement plan from doing Thunder Pussy just because financially it was very similar. Yeah, I've still got a couple more weddings to do this year. Thankfully, they're at the end of the summer. So hopefully by the time this is all, all done. Um, fingers crossed fingers crossed yeah but it's uh, there's just so many other things that have happened since then uh, that what we actually do now myself and ryan my husband we run a well-being retreat in spain uh and then we run that once a month and it's where people come out and they have therapy massage yoga mindfulness meditation it's a plant-based uh, sort of diet that we do and it's really about so it's a place for people to step off the world and just repair themselves and uh, just have a bit of a break uh, from life uh, and that's been really successful once again this whole thing has sort of put a bit of a kibosh on that but then when we're not doing that we we run it as a bed and breakfast because we only do the retreat once a month because it's quite intensive on ryan with the therapy um and then we off the side of that we uh now make candles and we have our own candle company which went live about three weeks ago well am I, am I allowed to do a shameless plug for the website do it, do it. It's foxandwolfcollection.com. Um, and it's, they're, they're all vegan. Uh, they're all made out of uh, coconut and rapeseed. And they clean burn. They last about 100 hours. And they smell absolutely incredible. Uh, we've been working really hard to create these candles. Because, and the reason why it started is because we spent so much money on candles when we were on the retreats. Because there's always candles burning in this place. Uh, yeah, yeah. We just decided to look into about making candles ourselves. Uh, and about six months into sort of really looking into it here we are we've got our own company now and it's gone online we're in gift shops here in spain uh so that's all going really well who who knew that thunder pussy was just so talented in so many other areas <laughs> i know i know it's so interesting though. and i'm sure the listeners are going to absolutely love this um which does bring me to my final question um being an entertainer and it as we've discussed it's in your dna it's in your blood do you feel Thunder Pussy is permanently retired or is the lid on that box still open slightly? Uh, she is she is retired, uh, yeah. but, <laughs> I, 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 but you know, I can actually hear Cher rolling her eyes at, 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 <laughs> at, at listening to this. She is retired, but I am coming back to the UK in July uh, and I'm also coming back in November. There are things I'm already coming back for. They're actually weddings. Uh, and while I'm in the UK, uh, Thunder Pussy may possibly be around. <laughs> well, I tell you now, I think I don't just speak on behalf of myself. I think I speak on behalf of everybody that if Thunder Pussy will definitely be around in July and November, everyone will be looking forward to Fabulous. That. Thank you so, so much for joining me today, babes. Thank it's you, my love. It's such a pleasure catching up with you. And I find it so interesting getting to know you a bit more and the listeners are going to absolutely love it. So thank you. Thank you so, so much, babes. Thank, thank you very much. And thank you for having me. And, and good luck with this podcast, love. You deserve it. You work so fucking hard. Uh, and I just genuinely hope that it all works for you. And I wish you all the success. And I'll now get my management team to just send the backs invoice for this, uh, this interview. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so, so much, babe. I'll see you soon. Thank you, love. Bye-bye.
Oh, thanks again to the amazing Miss Thunderpussy. You can follow her on all social media platforms at Miss Thunderpussy. And don't forget to check out her well-being retreat, clarity-retreat.com. And I'll also be posting all details for her candle company and the Airbnb. But it is now time for my favourite part of the show. It's KY's Confessions. This week's topic on KY's Confessions is describe the time you sent an inappropriate slash embarrassing text to someone. I have been inundated with hilarious stories, so I'm just going to crack straight on and read out as many as I can. First off, Chris Hansen messaged him. He said he was on a date with a guy called Alex and it was dire. When Alex nipped to the loo, Chris messaged his friend who had set them up to say how dull it was. Alex returns to the table, picks up his phone and says, oh, I've got a message from you. Yeah, you got it. Instead of messaging his friend Alan, had text Alex telling him it was so boring and he had to keep stabbing himself with a fork to stop himself from yawning. <laughs> Fabulous. Now, my next message is from a guy called Mark. Now, I literally just have to read this out as it is. <laughs> Here we go. Oh my God, I'm actually going to die. Like, I actually need to be put down. I've been messaging this bottom who wants a threesome with me and my boyfriend, Jake. I screenshot the message to send to my boyfriend, but accidentally sent it to my dad. <laughs> it was really X-rated. He was saying he is a little bit of a cum slut. And I was saying, yeah, Jake comes a lot and shoots everywhere. <laughs> oh my God, Mark, that is fabulous. <laughs> Up next, Marcel messaged in. He said he accidentally sent a picture to a family WhatsApp group of him in bed with two other guys. There were five pictures in total. And in one of the pictures, one of the guys was completely naked. However, he does like to add the guy did not have a hard on, which I say is a bit boring. Please send me the picture of him with the hard on. <laughs> Ben Francis messaged in saying he accidentally sent a load of dick pics to a customer instead of his boyfriend. The customer was due to come into work to collect his bike and he was laughing his head off saying he was going to really embarrass him in front of all his work colleagues. So when he texted to say he was on his way, Ben waited outside and handed him the bike there so he didn't have to come into the office. <laughs> ben, I've actually seen the goods and uh, yeah, I'd have been proud, love, if I were you. <laughs> Mark Hibbert message saying he was travelling home from uni for the Christmas holidays and needed picking up from the station. So, he thought he'd message his dad saying, can you pick me up? But the text message actually read, can you slick me up please dad? <laughs> oh, I do quite like a daddy. Is your dad fit, Mark? Send me a picture. Jay Page sent in saying he was having a gossip about a certain person and in the middle of it all, he accidentally messaged the person they were gossiping about with what he thought of the situation. That person then left all the group chats, blocked him on everything and they still do not speak to this day. <laughs> oh, fuck it, Jay. You know what I always say? Honesty is the best policy and say it to their face, which is what you did, darling. Granted, you didn't intend to, but hey-ho. <laughs> Up next is Jason. He once met a guy for a hookup and the guy said, can he record them doing the do? To which Jason replied, yeah, whatever, not really asked. After the hookup, the guy had messaged Jason saying, can you send me the video? 
So, this is where the story gets interesting. Unfortunately, Jason accidentally sent it to his works WhatsApp group instead of to the guy. He said he was absolutely mortified and he's not been able to live it down with his work colleagues ever since. (laughs) Talk about putting on a show, girl. My final confession comes from David Fox. His message reads, When I was with my first husband, we were sleeping with other people. I was talking to this lad called Stuart and I was sending disgustingly filthy messages in great detail of what I was going to do to his hole and where I was going to shoot my load and how many loads I was going to give him. I sent the message and it wasn't until I received a reply that read, What the fuck? I soon realised I had actually sent it to my brother-in-law called Stuart and not the Stuart that it was meant for. (laughs) David said him and his husband at the time's family didn't know they were in an open relationship. Well, my darling, I'm sure they did after that fucking text. (laughs) Hilarious. Well, thanks again to everyone that has tuned in and listened to episode two of Behind the Queens. I really do hope you've enjoyed it. Give me a like or a follow on social media at KY Kelly Official on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget to send me your messages with all your confessions. I'll be back next week with another fabulous guest. But in the meantime, stay safe, stay indoors and keep washing those hands. Ta-ra! 